You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Everyone, this is your um, host Tim Altman with your Damascus Crossroads podcast. Hope everyone out there's um having a having a good day. Um, today I'd like to you know um talk about the TV show The Chosen. Um, there's a lot of debate out there. Um, a lot of people say, well, certain things in it aren't aren't biblically um in the Bible. Well, of course, I mean. You can read through the the book of of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in four or five, six hours. You know, if you read slow, uh, how can you put all of Jesus's life in such a small book? Um, it says in John that if 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 he if they were to write about all the miracles of Jesus and about all the things he did, no books could contain all the things he did. Um, you know, with the chosen, they do have some things like, uh, for example, they one one thing that draws criticism in the show is. Um, it shows Matthew and 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 Jesus rehearsing the um Tim on the the, the uh, one of his um um one of his preachings he was getting ready to do. I think the Sermon on the Mounds, what it was. Um, and and well, that is not in the Bible that, that Jesus rehearsed with Matthew or or um him and James had a had a had a talk about healing and and um why people that aren't healed sometimes are the best testimony for Jesus Christ. Um, and in the end, it, it doesn't matter. We're going to heaven, you know, um, you know, um, you know, uh, another, another one is, um, you know, John came, John the Baptist came to Jesus and said, I'm going to see, uh, King, King, King Herod and, and, and tell him that he's living in adultery. You know, that isn't necessarily in the Bible per se that he went to Jesus first and did it, but he did go and do that. And that's why he, that's one reason he got beheaded, um, you know, there's nothing in there that, that that makes an insult out of Jesus. Now, what I'm talking about is, um, I'm not even going to tell you the TV series or the, or the channel that did it, but they did a, a TV show, and I, I hate even saying it because it's such blasphemous garbage and filth put out by somebody that has no fear of hell. And and, and you know what? Everybody laughs. <laughs> there's no hell, and 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 you're stupid. They say. Um, but here's the thing, man. When, when 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 it's all said and done, we take our last breath. They're gonna find out I'm right, and I and and I I don't take any pleasure in that. Um, but when they, it just it makes me shake and shudder when see how stupidity they they are uh, of the fact that there is no God. Um, even even the demons and the devils believe in God and shudder and shake. You know, they're not even as stupid as an atheist. Even a demon or the devil even says that in the Bible. Um. But anyways, um, this this TV, um, oh, it's kind of like your. Um, it did a uh, thing about Jesus where 
where Jesus was on the earth and he had to choose between his boyfriend, uh, Orlando, uh, either going with him or, or dying on the cross and saving the whole world. Now that, and I even hate saying it, that is plumb blasphemy. And I, I don't know if that TV show ever made it to air. I think it was called Orlando or something stupid like that. Or, or a lot of these, um, you know, and this is blasphemy again, and I hate even repeating it. That's why I'm not naming TV channels or shows. Uh, but one, one movie portrayed Jesus as being uh, Mary Magdalene's lover, and, you know, blasphemy. Um, do they have no fear of God? You know, I think the sinner on the cross or the thief on the cross asked the other thief on the cross, do you have no fear of God? Because the other feller on the cross, the other thief and murderer on the cross was was you know rallying at jesus to save his his life you know um and, and that's a question i have for these people putting out that filth do you have no fear of god now in the chosen there's none of that um there's none of that kind of silliness going on um they do kind of portray jesus having a sense of humor which i think he did uh, i think he had sarcasm you know he kind of like just like uh, when the roman centurion like i said in the show when he brought you know, he asked Jesus to heal his servant, and um, Jesus said, yeah, I'll go with you. He said, no. He said, um, I tell people to go, and they go. I tell people to go into battle, they go into battle, you know, and, and you know, I don't have to go in person. Jesus said, uh, all, uh, such faith I have not found in all of Israel. That was sarcasm. Like, you know, he he, he can't get anybody to do anything for what he's trying to say, <laughs> you know, and he's the king of the universe, and this, this low-down Roman general is, is he just tells his guys to go into battle. But anyways, I went into that before. But there's a lot of incidents of that, and Jesus was more personable than what you know people want to make him out to be. He, he was friendly. He was um, just down to earth. Um, he did the regular things we did. You know, he he hung out. He went to weddings. He he went fishing with the guys. You know, he he you know he throw your net over there, boys, and I'll show you how to catch fish or or cast in here. And they. You know, they pull out a fish with coins in his mouth. You know, Jesus was just like, cool. Um, like I always said, you know, um, he was just one of us, man. He he was he just came down to earth. And and that's what the chosen makes him out to be. They nowhere in there is there anything. And I believe it, it's, a, it's a pretty accurate depiction of Jesus Christ. And the founder of the show, if we can quit fighting amongst each other, wants to reach 5 billion people with this show. More than... Um, um, more than um, any other show except for Game of Thrones. I think we want to beat Game of Thrones as our goal. Um, and, you know, it says in the in the ending days, the gospel will be preached throughout throughout the world. And, and I'm going to tell you something, that the life of Jesus Christ and what he did and the miracles he did and um, the words he spoke is the gospel, plain and simple. The Old Testament is just leading up to Jesus Christ, you know, and everything after Jesus Christ, like Paul and the James and them books, just just affirm and, and put the stamp on what Jesus said. Jesus is the gospel. He is the way, the only way, and the truth, and the light. Uh, without him, we're lost. Um, I know. So I, I highly encourage the, the 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 chosen. We have a, you know, there, there's two there's two people. You know, us as Christians are breaking off into two different branches. We got we got one branch of Christians that want to go around and like little kids and and cry and whine and, and, and say, if you don't have faith, you can't get healed. And and God's going to give me everything I want in this world. I live my best life now like a little pouty brat. And if you don't get what you want, that you don't have any faith. Then we got this other uptight, stiff neck, um, 
bunch, almost like scribes and Pharisees. I do have to agree. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, on one extreme, you got your Kenneth Copelands and your crooks like that, that, that rob people and, and think God's a vending machine. And then on the other, uh, and, and think, even though they, you know, like somebody Kenneth Copeland has never done a miracle. He does some faith. He's never made like somebody without an arm or, or like Jesus took somebody like without a hand, almost like his hand was totally withered up and just made it grow back, you know, or made his legs straighten out. You know, Jesus did stuff like that. None of these Kenneth Copeland's ever done nothing like that. They, they may cure somebody of migraine headaches or something silly like that, but, or so they say, uh, and then you have, you know, that bunch there, you know, um, and then you go to the other extreme and you have people that are so, um, you know, like you get your Justin Peters and, and your McCarthy's, which I like them. You know, if I had to go to one extreme, I'd go to them and they don't, you know, they're kind of stuffy and, and anything that, you know, like music, if it isn't, you know, if it's Christian music, they, they got to say something bad about it. If it's the chosen, they got to come out and say something bad about it. You know, they're just a little, they're almost like scribes and Pharisees, um, there's a happy medium out there, y'all. I mean, we got to watch what we do on one end and on the other end. We can't be so stoppy and stuff that we end up being like scribes and Pharisees and, the, and that Jesus dealt with because they were so self-righteous that that they that Jesus just turned his back. He said, we can't do nothing with them. You know, they're blind and let them go. You know, they're going to lead each other both into the ditch. Um, so that seems to be what it's breaking down to. One thing, we just got to keep our eye on Jesus, y'all, and, and don't overcomplicate it. Um, you know, um, you know, on one extreme, you have the McCarthy's and the Justin Peters that, that um, you know, sin is totally. And I agree with them. We can't go around and, and just sinning as Christians. And, and, you know, and that don't make me that I think I'm self-righteous or I'm better than anybody. You just can't do it. It's destructive. Um, and, and you got the prosperity gospel where all the sins are all right. You know, it's a, you know, we're all sinners. Who cares? I heard a preacher the other day and he gets up there. He says, I'm not perfect, but. You know, if you want somebody perfect, I'll Scooby-Doo, it ain't me. And I'm like, you know what? You're a preacher, man. You're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to say, yeah, I'm not perfect. But I, every day, every day I get up and then I ask the Lord, I pray. I say, how can I become better, Lord? Um, you know what I'm saying? If somebody brings something to my attention, you know, I think this preacher, you know, what brought to him his attention is, is gawking at girls and, and, you know, being kind of a perv, you know, and, and that ain't good, you know. He should pray about that, you know, really, you know, it's not acceptable. No, and I'm not going to sit there and tell people their sins are acceptable. No more than my sins are acceptable, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a it's a fine balancing act, you know, and I think there's so much why we got to follow Jesus in the way he did. I think the perfect example is, is, is that woman, you know, caught in adultery, prostitution, whatever, brought to her by the head of the hypocrites, the scribes and the Pharisees. And Jesus, you know, he wouldn't cast the first stone at her. He, you know, he wouldn't condemn her to death. All, all he had to do was say the word, yeah, we got to stone her. That's Mosaic, Moses's law, which according to the Old Testament, yeah, that's what should have happened. And then the scribes knew that, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, Jesus is a loving God. He's believes in second chances, you know. Um, so he said, whoever sinned, cast the first stone, you know, Um but then, now this is what's really important. He said, go and sin no more. You know, we don't, as Christians, we don't go stoning people for sins, but we do not tolerate it. We tell them it's not acceptable and it's not okay. You know, but see, there, there's a fine line there. You could say Jesus was being mean. Well, you told her not to go sin no more. Or, or you know, um, you know, you could have patted her on the back and gave her a hug and told her it was all right and that, that you'll get better in time. And, um, you know, 
um, I'm not, you know, we know you're not perfect. Go on, go out and, and keep doing adulterous things and, and living in sin. We know you're not perfect. It'll be okay. No, Jesus didn't do that. Um, anyways, today, I just, Lord, just, I don't know. It's only goes just laid it on my heart to, to talk about hmm. atheist. Um, you know, I'm just going to be flat out with you. Atheists have to be the stupidest and people out there and they have no fear of God. Man, when I was in my drug addiction and I was living a sinful life and somebody talked to me about religion, I had enough respect for God, even though I was living for the devil, and uh, I shuddered. I'd shut my mouth. I would never, ever. Man, these people are crazy. Um, I'm just going to break it down for you. You can go do your own research, but I kind of looked into the theory about how the earth came about. <clears throat> and this is the foolishness about it. Okay, according to them, 20 billion years ago, you know, in space, um, some kind of sun exploded. Well, they don't, um, they don't tell us where the sun comes or where the rocks out there came from, but everything started swirling in a ball. And then about 17 billion, not million, but 17 billion, okay, not 17 billion, 400 million, you know, or 400,000, or 17 billion, okay? They, they know this because... They know there's not a God, but uh, they they uh, they know Jesus was just blah 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 whatever. Uh, they they know it's all right to sin, and we're just all gonna go back and come back as dogs and cats, you know. But they know that 17 billion years ago that this Earth was started to take shape in a ball and started spinning around you. Okay, so this is now for they know this too for a fact for almost. Uh, all oh, the foolishness of it. 14 billion years we spun around. Not, now listen to this, 14 billion, not 20 billion, not 18 trillion, but 14 billion. Now they know this. That's how smart these atheists are um, and Darwin's and all this. Okay, but then, hmm. now in the meantime, they're not explaining where'd the rock come from, where'd the sun come from that exploded, but they're smart like this, you know. Um, They'll probably have it. Re they can probably answer that one too. But anyways, so as this Earth is spinning, mm. it starts to be uh, ocean forms of boiling liquid. I think it was three billion years ago. Not and again, not million, not trillion, but billions. I mean, they could actually put a calendar out on this billion years. They could actually pinpoint the day this happened. Anyways, it starts to form liquid. Now they don't tell us where the liquid boiling liquid comes from. Anyways, it's kind of a steamy soup with, with green allergies start to form. Where it came from, these atheists are so intelligent they don't know. Um, anyways, it boils and bubbles, and you have some fish and things without legs. Again, I don't know where they came from out of the boiling mass of gook, I guess. So um, then the atheists say um, about... Oh, you might have to go back in the books. It's not billions of years anymore, but about a million, some kind of hundreds of millions of years, not billions this time because, you know, they know exact dates here. They, I'm surprised they don't say like 17 billion years, uh, the month of April, 18 billion AD. <laughs> you know, that's how stupid they are. But anyways, so um, anyways, um, so... Like lizards and stuff start to crawl out of the, this massive soup, and then they turn into an ape, which turns into birds and apes, and then the ape turns into a man, you know? Um, 
Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Now that's that's funny. <laughs> uh man. <laughs> you atheists are man, you you're killing me. You're killing me. And, and you know what? You know, atheists kinda get me mad, but in a way I just I just cry, man. It's as a Christian, I feel sorry for him. Man, I can't hold no meanness toward them because of their ignorance. Um, whew. But the thing that's scary about them is they want to go out and spread their their stupidity everywhere. Now, if you're that stupid, why don't you shut up, you know? Abraham Lincoln, oh, he said something funny about apes, the Darwin, you know, I guess, I don't know if Darwin's around time, but they had that theory back in Abraham. And he said, um, he talked about his, his wife and his kids and everybody else. He said, I know they didn't come from apes, but Abraham Lincoln said, looking at me in the mirror, I might have come from apes. <laughs> Old Abraham Lincoln, he was ready now. Now, there's a godly man that had a sense of humor. See, it's all right to have a sense of humor and, and have a God, and be a godly, you know. You know, everybody acts like Jesus had to walk around stiff as a board, you know, uh, bringing down lightning on everybody, you know. Jesus was just... He came here and he walked in the flesh. He had the same emotions we had. He had sadness, um, sense of humor, sarcasm, you know. That one emotion he didn't have was hatred and meanness like we have. Uh, that's a sinful nature. Um, I want to read you something about this. Um, There's something here, a blog I was reading here. This is, the, this is an atheist. Here's what he writes. Religious people are stupid. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm tired of keeping... My mouth shut about this. <laughs> I'm sure he is. This is killing me. Uh, I can already see what the comments are going to be. Ha ha, atheist. <laughs> he thinks he's better than everyone else. <laughs> Ooh, it's killing me, man. Uh, what you want to say about me, I'll just say what I want to say. Now, he's just going to say what he wants to say. I've already explained his, his theory on how we all became to be. Um... I've never had a debate with a religious person about their religion where I wasn't thinking this person is clueless <laughs> the entire time. Uh, I'm a firm believer in proof of evidence. <laughs> Whenever I ask people for evidence of God or heaven or hell or any part of their religion, they always quit, quote some scripture from their religious text like they think this is evidence of anything. Okay, let's stop here. And I really shouldn't laugh about this poor feller. Um, ooh, <laughs> old. Uh, I had a neighbor once. She said about her husband, if it took, if it took, uh, if it took brains to breathe, he'd suffocate. And and I, I don't want to be mean, but I think these atheists, if they're close to suffocating, if it takes brains. <laughs> now, this atheist quotes here that um, he quotes that um. That we are, um, <laughs> that, that we read from our Bible. Now, he's talking about the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the, the thing that our higher power laid down. See, our higher power, he made it real simple. He created the world in six days, period. He tells you exactly how he done it. You know, he takes, he breathes into the dirt and we come one, you know. Uh, we take it in the Bible that, you know, the space has already been there. Time had already existed. There must have been dust, you know, maybe, a, a, you know, so when he made the planet, they they dust, um, you know, real simple, laid out exactly how it happened, you know. But yet he wants to believe the theory I told you about 17 billion years ago, the suit formed and uh, it, it, you know, uh, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, our, our little brains, you know, we don't use 10 percent of our brains. And um, I think anymore, 
with the dumbing down of this population, you know, I think, you know, everybody's on prescription drugs, uh, watch porn in, in sports. That's probably 80% of what their mind consumes. Um, I think we're about half brain dead, really. And this is what we get right here. Um, so anyways, if you read the Bible to him and, and the Holy Scripture, what God had put down from above and tells us exactly how everything goes, we're so stupid. We don't, we, we um, this doesn't mean anything to him. Uh, he says our texts aren't proof of Jack. I'm not going to say the word, but it's Jack poop. Because anyone can write down whatever they want and say it's proof of evidence. Hmm. I guess the Ten Commandments written in stone by Moses. Some are just, um, they don't mean Jack. We call it Jack poopy. Okay. Honestly, he says, it's almost unbelievable to me that many people believe in stuff like this. <laughs> well, I just told you his theory. You know, his theory is the, the 17 billion year soup, you know, and we come from that. And my theory is a higher power made us, you know, this higher power loved us because he made us. He could, this higher power can just come down and wipe us out. But he sent us a book, a Bible, how to live and gives us a free will and a choice. Hmm. To me, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. You know, it makes a whole lot of sense. But hey, let's go on here. People should start believing in things that actually exist that are important, like the mind. Oh, his, his fast uh, mind that. <laughs> the nature, the 17 billion year old boiling soup that we crawled out of space. Okay, wise guy, where does space end and where does it begin? You know what I'm saying? There has to be an ending. If you look out in from the planet here and you look straight out into space, it's got to stop somewhere. Nothing can go on forever. It's beyond the human mind. But I guess we need to start thinking about that. I'd say biology. Um, sure, we need to. Uh, how complicated our body forms are, the miracle that we are. Even with all our science technology, we cannot create an animal. Sure, we can take DNA from other animals and, and maybe get something out of it, but we cannot start from scratch like God did and grab a pile of dust and just breathe into it. And I'm looking at my little Boston Terrier. She's just about the cutest little thing. And I just think how God took dust and just breathed into it and she pops out, you know. <laughs> Come on, atheist. Really? Wow. <laughs> wow. I can't grasp my... I guess, you know... He has a hard time grasping what I'm saying, and then I just like totally bewildered. He's probably laughing right now at me. But who makes more sense that that a, that a God of, of higher intelligence created us? Um, that 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 he he laid out a book on how we're supposed to live as Christians or or as godly people and how to treat one another, or that we just crawled out of the swamp and soup. The planet was placed perfectly. Everything just perfectly fell together. Uh, we, you know, the axis, the way we spin, everything was just perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, a um, hundred miles further from the sun or a thousand miles further from the sun, a thousand miles closer, we burn up. Um, wow. So let's just keep going with this. Uh, mm, we might as well hear him out. Also, I don't hate anyone. He doesn't hate it. He wants you to know he doesn't hate you. Uh, he just knows more than you, okay? He's smarter. He, he, he wants you to know that. Don't think of it as hateful. Think of it as more of a statement. You know what? Think of the Bible that way, my friend. Uh, don't think of it as being hateful. Think of it as the Creator's word and uh, how He wants. There's nothing in the Bible that's hateful. He tells us to live a good, holy, scriptural, firm life and love one another. I don't see. That's another thing I don't get about these days. They get such a hatred for God. If God doesn't exist, why did they hate Him so much? Why does it get? Why do they get their panties all wound up in a bunch and they get so worked up and excited? You know, it's like really. If it ain't real, if something ain't real. Like, let's say you hear somebody talking about Christmas and reindeers and Santa Claus. You don't get all the panties in a bunch and wound up and run over there and say, well, you bunch of liars, there ain't no Santa Claus. 
that's just a bunch of Easter bunny or whatever. You just let it go, you know, or, or you know, whatever, you know, let them. This is because they know in the back of their mind, human beings know that we are created by a higher power, period. They can lie all they want. Well, here's somebody writes back to him. You state you're a firm believer in something. OK, tell me about your something and have a problem with people that are a firm believer in something else, which is the gospel, Jesus Christ and the Bible. <laughs> There's a word for that. <laughs> so I guess what this guy's saying, you know, hey, you, you're a firm believer in something, but yet we're a firm believer in something that makes sense. Um, <laughs> uh, I had to have a good laugh. It's Sunday morning. Um, I think I'm going to get baptized this morning. You know, I haven't been baptized yet. And, um, you know, I'm, I believe we'll live in a holy life in, in scripture. And I just haven't got around to, it. I got baptized as a kid in the Catholic church. Um, you know, when I was younger, but that doesn't really count. I don't think, you know, and, and like the preacher said, Philip, he said, um, the name of the preacher of the church here, his name's Philip. And like he said, it's, it's important to, um, it's important to do because Jesus done it. Anything Jesus done, we ought to try to do. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, and, uh, so I just, I've been, I've been wanting to do it down the river, you know, or go to Israel and get baptized, but you know, I better get baptized pretty soon. So, okay. Here's another comment. It's true. These people are stupid. He's <laughs> talking about Christians brainwashed or in denial. I understand feeling frustrated by the absurdity of these people believing in this stuff. So, he feels frustrated by the absurdity uh people believing in this stuff now that we don't believe in the soup and how we crawled out of some kind of swamp and 17 billion years ago um religious activities prevents critical thought <laughs> it makes you feel guilty and scared of having doubts sure it's stupid but the human brain is so suggestible people join cults new religions people into new leaders and unproven principles Okay, for one thing, people join cults and unproved religions because in the back of our mind, like I said, we know there's a higher power, and then they get led astray into these cults and because people take advantage of these new religions, this this voodoo stuff. Yeah, I agree with them because people like you, you know, they don't let them find the true, the one true God. You know, we can't all agree that the Bible is the 100% word of Jesus Christ, and that's what we need to follow. So they so they go hooking on to something that, that isn't true. It's easy to refute these people, but I think this, you know what, first let's stop here. The Bible cannot be refuted, my friend. It's been tried. People start out trying to refute the Bible, ended up, ended up, uh, some of the biggest believers in Jesus Christ. There's been several people. In fact, I think I'm going to do a podcast on that. I know I always say I'm doing a podcast on this and that. Same about a podcast. There's so much stuff to talk about out there. You could do a podcast like each day of the week, you know, but, um, you know, I think I'll do a podcast on people that started out trying to, trying to prove the Bible wrong and then ended up being Christians. And I'm not talking just Christian Christians. I'm talking hardcore Christians. I'm talking going out there beating the bush and getting people, you know, beating people over the head with this stuff. Boom, man, this is what it is. Okay. Blind uh, trust to see that religious. Okay. Uh, how do we best get people in denial, fear, on on blind trust to see that religious is false? You know what? <sighs> Man, that's scary. You know, most people I went to rehab with were just dumb. We're like me, just dumb druggies, just living in the world. Like we didn't really have much opinion of God at the time. But these people, <laughs> these are special. These are special kind of. Uh, my mama used to tell me when I was a kid, and I'd get in trouble, and 
her and grandma would say, you're cruising for a bruising. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, grandma and mama, they'd have these wooden spoons and they'd chase us around and hit us with them wooden spoons and break them. Well, we thought it was funny because, oh, they get so mad when they break them. Wooden, I mean, it's lucky they never, like, when they, after they broke them off, they didn't stab us with them, you know? But it was, I, I kind of think of that. I think, like, these guys are, are cruising for a bad bruising. Um, if you're an atheist out there, just please, what you're doing is, is there's people out there that, people that need to come to Jesus Christ and you're stopping them with your ignorance. Stop. If you're getting my voice, just stop. If you want to be an atheist and that's the way you believe, I got a family member like this too. If he's listening, stop, 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 stop. And this family member grew up in church, but he loves acting just like this atheist here. He says the same stupid atheist stuff. Stop. You're, you're, you're cruising for a bruising. And when God hits you over the head with that wooden spoon, buddy, it, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You know, it's just like, you know, it just it just shows God mercy and his love that he doesn't send lightning strikes down on these people as they're sitting at their keyboard typing this stuff. Um, <laughs> it shows the mercy of the Lord, you know, and, um, you know, it's this, hey, and I said for myself, you know, didn't lucky the Lord didn't send lightning bolts to strike me down when I was rampaging around in my stupidity and madness doing, doing dope, you know, acting like a son of hell, you know, but y'all. I guess I had an excuse for it. As somewhat, I was I was out of my mind on dope. Man, y'all, all I can tell you to atheists out there is, please repent for one thing. But I know that's getting chuckles and laughs out there. Y'all having a big hee haw on that one. But if you're not going to do that, and this goes for this family member too. Shut your mouth. All right, there's degrees to hell. I mean, you got first floor, second floor, third floor. Then you start going down there with your Adolf Hitler's, Joseph Stalin's, Charles Manson's. Then below that, you got your Kenneth Copeland's and Benny Hinn's, and and that's where y'all gonna, that that's where you atheists out are gonna go. Uh, you're gonna go down to the the most torment there is in hell. I mean, try if you don't want to believe in God, if you just want to be an atheist, you can move your way up a little bit through the ranks of hell there, and and not be in such a low place, y'all. Shut up, please. I'm begging you. You're stopping people from going to, to heaven. It says in the Bible now, Jesus when he talks about this, you know, as He's talking, he said, children, watching the play. He says, if we don't become his children, you know, and humble ourselves and get rid of our evil heart, that we will not go to heaven. You know, he says one of the children is on his lap. And he said, if anyone is to harm one of these little ones, okay, it's better than a millstone tied around their neck and they'd be cast in the deepest part of the ocean. It'd be better for them, he said. Better, period. Um, and a lot of people debate, is he talking about the children, just children, like somebody hurting like a child molester or a child rapist? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's talking about them, but guess what? He's talking about you dumb atheists out there that are going around and stopping his children, his his children. He's talking about our children on earth. If you hurt them, be better. But he's also talking about his children. That'd be us, the Christian. And when a young Christian hears this atheist foolishness and, and they turn on Jesus because of what some atheist said, watch out, guys. Stop it. Um, do you have no fear of God? I mean, whew. Anyways. It's long enough on this episode. Um, it's kind of a subject I want to deal with. <laughs> I, I really, now at the end of my, my podcast, I don't think it's, I don't really find it as humorous. I did it at the start. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sad. Um, the ignorance of an atheist is, is, is funny. I, I don't know. If it's even funny, I don't, 
I guess it's not funny. I apologize for laughing about it, y'all. Anyways, that's one of the things I got to pray about, and it's it's not funny. The more I think about it, the sadder I get. But God bless y'all, and we'll see you next week on the Damascus Crossroads podcast. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.